Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. This is probably going to be the longest intro that I'm doing for one of my interviews. Growing up in Hong Kong, I was so, so, so obsessed with JoJo. You have no idea. Her and Hilary Duff were my top two. I loved all of her songs. Um, Someone that I really looked up to. And I... When I was living in New York, I started doing a lot of stuff with Atlantic, interviewing a lot of their artists. And one day they emailed me and told me, uh, Lauren, Jojo's making a comeback. Do you want to interview her? And uh, I remember that day like it was yesterday. I'm smiling, thinking about it right now. I just, oh my God, (laughs) I'm getting goosebumps, like thinking about it right now, but I was still in college in Boston, so I didn't even tell Atlantic. We chose a day. We chose, I remember it was a Wednesday. I had class on Wednesday, and I was such a, not even a teacher's pet, but like I hated missing class. Like I was so on it in school. I never missed a single class. I gave in everything on time. I was just that type of person. So you know it's a big deal when I book a Greyhound bus, cost me like 10 or $20 to New York. I went all the way to New York and back in the same day just to interview her now looking back because i've done so many it would have been so easy for them to say oh uh her schedule changed and that couldn't even work for me because they didn't even have a place to stay in new york but everything worked out as planned and oh my god you have no idea how much this interview means to me a lot of my interviews i'm putting out right now is with my good friend mike green honestly back then i was so shy so i would write up all the questions and he would help me ask them i've gotten a lot better now but that's where i was at at this time really hope you guys enjoy this one i mean that from the bottom of my heart love you guys so much this was a dream come true (laughs) So, you're born in Vermont, raised in New Hampshire and Massachusetts, and you've said uh, this played a big aspect in how you stay humble. What is it about your upbringing that, that's made you stay true? I think that being from New England in a blue-collar background just keeps me grounded, because um, that's, that's always where I go home to. I didn't really... I mean, no, no one in my family is in the industry. Hmm. I didn't have a model to look up to in that sense. Um, they keep me down to earth and remind me that I ain't shit all the time. So <laughs> I, I love that, and I, I think it's awesome. We have so many laughs, and we always rag on each other, and mm-hmm. that's just who we are being from Massachusetts. Yeah. Do you think that kind of propels you to kind of, you know, be a force in that, you know, you grew up with not much to where you are now, and you have so much more? Do you kind of look back and... and kind of not reminisce but you know hold that more to heart uh i don't really know um i was very poor before i signed my my first record deal and you know my mom cleaned houses and and was a soloist at church and she was a single mom and um when i go back home no one's living lavishly so i suppose that since that is my mm-hmm. home base um, I've, I've had the incredible opportunity to travel the world and try different things and meet different people and expand my horizons and I want to live a more um, 
I want to live a different life than that that I grew up seeing. Looking back, do you ever think you matured too quickly? Uh, do you ever feel that you were like thrown into the spotlight too fast, too young? I probably grew up too quickly being a uh, only child and kind of in some ways having to take care of my parents. Mm -hmm. So I would say that the industry had less to do with that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that I grew up too quickly because of the industry. Okay. Uh, what about having a number one single at, at such a young age? Do you think that, that kind of jaded your mindset or anything? Um, jaded my mindset? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, it, was, it was a whirlwind. I was, you know, living a dream. I was doing what I saw my favorite ladies on TV doing, and mm -hmm. it was just, it was so exciting. So uh, jaded is not the word I would use to describe it. You previously said that when you were 13 and, and singing about love, you didn't know what it really meant. I thought I did at the time. Yeah. As you've grown older, do you feel you have more control to the content of your music? Yes. How so? Well, at 13, I, I wouldn't have chosen that song for myself. I, I mm -hmm. didn't grow up really listening to pop music as much as I do now. Mm -hmm. I was listening to more soul and blues and um, Broadway stuff and hip-hop. Um, so when that song was given to me, I... I loved to sing about love because it always moved me and I always wanted to be in love. I always wanted, mm -hmm. you know, to, to have boyfriends and stuff. But I got my first kiss at like 15. So, you know, that was after I had put out my first single and my first album. And so do I have more control? Absolutely. I'm 25 now and mm -hmm. I've been through a lot and I pull from experiences always. Um, I just didn't have really experiences to pull from then. So it's understandable that people would give me content. Mm -hmm. Do you think you can relate more to your music now, obviously, because you've been through all of this, yes. um, rather than when you were 13? Of course, mm -hmm. yeah. Who were your musical inspirations, you know, growing up? Aretha Franklin was probably my greatest inspiration. I was so, so into her. I knew her whole catalog. Mm -hmm. um, and then Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, Etta James. I loved her Seven Year Itch album, like, when she was on her, like, real blues tip and and then I loved when Christina Aguilera came out came mm -hmm. out she, it was so exciting that a young girl with a big voice was you know a force to be reckoned with in the pop world and that gave me it made me feel like um like I could maybe do it one day mm -hmm. are they still your influences now or has it changed or has more oh I, I I would always still cite them as influences yeah. but there's plenty other people who continue to influence me uh, today. I mean, D'Angelo has been a major influence on what I love to listen to. Jazz is a major influence on me. John Coltrane, Miles Davis. Um, right now, I'm, I'm loving to listen to the Robert Glasper Experiment and uh, Kendrick Lamar album and Thundercat. That's what I listen to, and does it influence the sound of my music, as you guys have heard it? Uh, I don't know, but you know, but that's that's what I enjoy listening to. Mm -hmm. Do you think your your musical style has changed over the past years? Um, not you know specific necessarily to you, but you know with with the rise of electronic music. Yeah, I mean, I love house music from mm -hmm. the '90s. I love dance. Like even when you go back to the '70s when disco was the shit. Like I love Sylvester. I love. Um, Donna Summer. Mm -hmm. I love the way that music makes me feel. I think it's fabulous. I think it's empowering. I think it's sexy. I think it makes you feel like you're on drugs in a club. Like it's 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 fun. There's a pulse. There's a something. You know, it's hypnotic. Mm -hmm. And 
so I wanted to infuse some of that feeling into my music. And when Atlantic brought me the song One Love Hurts, mm -hmm. you know, um, I felt like that was a cool way for me to step into that pool a little bit because dance music has given me so much life. It's what I listen to oftentimes before I go out with my girls while I'm getting ready. If I'm on the treadmill, you know, it, it's a, it, it has a, a forward motion, a driving factor to it. Mm -hmm. Has has dance music always played this effect on your on your life? No, it hasn't. What's been your mom's role throughout your career as you've grown older? Has she stepped back or been more involved? Or my mom managed me from six to seventeen. Mm -hmm. At seventeen, I let her go as my manager because I wanted to. Uh, I wanted us to have. I wanted to, us to keep those those relationships separate. She really hated the industry. She mm -hmm. hated it the entire time, and um, and she, you know, learned a lot through managing me. And she learned that she didn't enjoy this. Mm -hmm. So I figured that we should just work on our relationship as you know as a family. Um, so now we have an amazing relationship, mm -hmm. and it took a few years to get there because it is. It was definitely one of the hardest things I've had to do to tell my mom that I wanted to uh, go in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Does she does she have any impact on any of your decisions now, or any of the songs you sing, or, or anything? As a mom. Okay, cool. Um, your career path has been totally different, you know, to how people or to how you got noticed, to how people get noticed today with the rise of social media. Uh, you've done a lot of auditions and TV shows. And now everything is pretty much done through Instagram and, and yeah. social media. Uh, what do you think of this? It's the way it is. Yeah. It, it doesn't bother me. I, I, like, change doesn't bother me. The st state of affairs, like, I, I kind of, I'm, I've really become good at accepting, like, just rolling with the punches. So mm -hmm. I think it's dope. I think it's amazing that there's not one, one defined path to success and mm -hmm. that that means so many different things to different people. It can look different ways. And, you know, no one can say, well, you have to follow this route or it won't work because there's so many different people carving different lanes all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and the Internet just opened up the floodgates for so much content and competition, healthy competition, and really for um, there's nowhere to hide. Like, you, you kind of have to stand... Uh, you create a world and you have to stand behind it on the internet. Mm -hmm. Compared to, uh, you know, the fact that there was no Instagram or Snapchat when you're growing up and when you were having your rise to stardom, mm -hmm. uh, to how it is now, um, what are your thoughts on, you know, the fact that everywhere you go there's Snapchat compared to how it was 10 years ago when you kind of had that freedom? Well, how old are you? I'm 25. Yeah, I'm 25 mm -hmm. too. So I, I don't know if it's if it's weird for you. It's not weird for me. All mm -hmm. my friends are using Instagram yeah. and Snapchat. Like it feels very natural. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not like, oh god, I feel so invaded. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, this is how it is. I'm yeah. I'm a young woman. Like we're all using this technology. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, for me though, it's like I can walk the street and no one knows who I am. I hear uh, you. For you, you go. You it know. doesn't. It doesn't anger me. It doesn't make me feel weird. I kind of just. I've grown up in this stuff too. I've grown mm -hmm. up in this technology. Maybe if I was ten years older, if I was thirty-five, yeah. it would make me feel really weird. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't because I'm using this stuff too. I'm snapping all the time. Yeah. I'm Instagramming. I'm updating. You don't my, ever feel it's like an invasion of privacy. Um, I think I'm in control of what I put out there, content-wise. Mm -hmm. And if someone is Snapchatting me in a changing room, then well, they're not. You know yeah. what I mean? And mm -hmm. like, I don't feel like my privacy is invaded. I think I have a, a really um, 
I think I'm fortunate in that I've never really felt like uh, it's a line has been crossed. And I, it, you know, I, it's not something I struggle with. Mm -hmm. Cool. And then last question, uh, since seeing you last on MTV Cribs 10 <laughs> years ago, uh, what's changed? How's your crib changed? Well, that was not my crib. That was a lie. Yeah. That was my uncle's <laughs> house in Cape Cod. I've never lived in Cape Cod. We had no money. My mom and I shared a bedroom yeah. and a bed. So that was all a lie. Oh, God. And um, what has changed? I live on the west side. I live mm -hmm. in L.A. And um, <laughs> there's more art on... I mean, there's art everywhere on my walls. Mm -hmm. I have a keyboard. I have guitars. I have my dog. And it's actually all mine. Yeah. <laughs> cool.